there's a, a presupposing of something that's taken to be us, and then we usually start our life from that point, and that point is off. Yeah. So when you see that, and you have, and it also triggers a lot of intimacy of your own experience of trying to get out of self as self. Yeah. And it uh, gives you an understanding of what's been happening. Because the data is there. You know, things have failed. You've practiced for years and. You know, you go to a three-week retreat, and as soon as you leave the retreat, it seems to, you know, fucking dissipate quickly, the effects, and then you're there still. <laughs> and you've had certain beliefs that if this happened or that happened or if this happened enough, it should end it, and I should be chilled, and it doesn't. And then you have a sense of futility, and after blaming yourself because of self-centeredness, you never look at the system. You look at, oh, I didn't do enough. I should have done more. I should have sat closer to the person. I should have stayed in India longer. I should have went to Tibet before the Chinese took it. Whatever, you know, there's always something to keep it furthering going. Yeah, going, going, going. And uh, you never really see the system itself that it could possibly be a failed system. Yeah, and that the failures, their great value is to show you that. Yeah, what can a failed system show you is that it's failed. That's the point. So uh, many people here, if they come in here, then maybe there's 150 years of seeking, let's say, in the room. Let's just give it a thing. So there could be more on this side than that side. But there's a lot of seeking. Yeah? And so, obviously, it's brought us here. So <laughs> I would see that as a sign of failure. <laughs> you know? I mean, some people who just walk in, you know, they're not going to stick, in a sense, because they, you know, experience is still active. They, they have hope. They believe, you know, certain things, if they did that in a certain place, it would produce a lasting effect. And they haven't gone through the disillusioning period, which I think is valuable in a sense, because you can get on with it from there. You know more isn't going to change it. You know, continents aren't going to change it. You know, wearing different stuff isn't going to change it. Loving gazes isn't going to change it. You know, speaking in a monotone isn't going to change it. And uh, so maybe, just maybe, you'll hear something like, which something that like Ramana framed as the, the problem or the greatest mystery. So obviously it has some emphasis in his teachings. And it's a simple uh, equation of there's a presupposing of a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. Now, if you heard that, wanting to get salvation for a non-existent thing doesn't seem to, you know, how can a non-existent thing get salvation? <laughs> First of all, so that seems weird. So, so obviously the non-existent thing mustn't think it's a non-existent thing. It's got to be thinking it's an existing thing to make the second part of that statement have any meaning, right? Now, an existent thing that's feeling uncomfortable, 
feels like something's not enough, it should be more, or having some drives to transcend and stuff like that, that would mo- motivate wanting to get salvation for the seeming non-existent thing that looks like it's existing because of a mistake, yeah? Because of identifying the body as that which is conscious, yeah? Instead of seeing consciousness as the basis of us, we see that we're a body that's conscious, yeah? So I become the, the haver of consciousness or the doer, really, of consciousness. So, and the language, obviously, in English especially, uh, supports that narrative, yeah, that you're the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, you're the one who's doing everything, but all of that doing is provided by consciousness. Without consciousness, yeah, none, none of this would be going on. So it's consciousness seems to be forgotten in a way because we think we're conscious, yeah. And so even the consciousness is used to emphasize the you, which is amazing, yeah? Even... It's like what you really are, in a sense, in this activity is used to emphasize what you're not yeah, by the claiming of it. It's really an amazing move, if you see it. So if this, if this presupposing, and it's a beautiful statement because it brings in the main aspect of the magic trick, which is time, yeah? it's, and pre means before, and only in, you know, in time there's before and after, yes? So the presupposing, and a supposing or an assuming or, a, or an implying, it, it could be said in a lot of ways. But it has a bit of time involved. So when this idea is supposed, which is that you're a non-existent thing, yeah, when it's supposed, it's presupposed. It's weird. So when, con- because consciousness is the basis before time, yeah, this consciousness, that's the act of living. Yeah, you're seeing, hearing. It's not you're the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher. There's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. That's really the verb of living, yeah? And then the mental state arises after, in time. And the mental state claims the seeing, and it uses it to infer you're a seer, you're the seer. Yeah? And then suddenly you become the subject as an object. Yeah? And now everything that's seen that day is referred back to the one seer. Yeah? So all the seeing all day and, you, and all the things you see all day, which is a lot of things, yeah? all are used to just point to the one seer. Yeah? Because there isn't a seer. The seer gets projected by the claiming of the seeing. Yeah? So the verb is used to infer the noun. Then the trick is the noun thinks it's doing the verb, which just blows your mind, really. It is not difficult, it's not tricky. What makes it seem hard to understand is that we have a set sense of time which is linear. As us here, we believe there's something called the past, which is old time. There's now, which the mental state isn't really that interested in. Because it uses now to think about yesterday and tomorrow. I mean, look at its intention. Just like if the thought system really was into now, it would stop. (laughs) So, So, and then there's this, yeah, now. And basically there's only this. There's only here and now. But the mental state makes up shit in the here and now. 
it's, it believes there's a there and then and all like that. So there's the here and now. And then there's a future. There's going to be time in the future. And it doesn't go, it doesn't go in a circle or all at once. It seems, as our logic, it goes linear, yeah? So we're inexorably moving into the future. Yeah? All right. So with that as the basis, a trick of time could fool us all, really. Yeah? Because we're trained or conditioned to see it in one way. And so the mental state plays with that because... In the mental state, I've seen it. I've seen the, stabil- the building of self. I've just I've seen it, you know. Not that, that that's special because we're all seeing it, but we're not seeing it. <laughs> you know, we're all seeing it because that's what we are, but it's not connecting, yeah? The stubbornness of the story of being the seer just overrides the seeing, which... In another way, it could be the seeing that would override all the seer. It really can. It's just the emphasis moves. When you lose interest in the emphasis of you as the seer, it will probably be in the seeing. Yeah. And then the seeing makes it so much easier, really. Instead of having to constantly speak about the seer, you'll be seeing it. Yeah from what you are. It just makes it much easier, really. But when we have this stubbornness, then it's, I find it's important to explain how it's made so maybe you can look at it in a different way as something that's manufactured and you're the seeing of it, which means if I'm seeing something, I'm not that something I'm seeing. Obviously, it's one of the basic facts, yeah? So if I'm seeing something, I can't be that. I must be the seeing of it. You know, I can't. How can I be that if I'm seeing it from seemingly some other place? I would say, you know, the, the default mechanism would be on the seeing, obviously. And then that would be that. Yeah? And then now you'd have a new set or a new pole position. And then you would see what you used to look from. You would see it being implied and manufactured. Yeah, you would see that the idea of Paul is a manufactured state. Nothing right or wrong with it, but it's nice to know, you know. It's nice to know you're made in China, so to speak, when you look at your homegrown ceramics, you know. It's manufactured. Yeah, the mental state manufactures it, probably for some survival reason, I don't know what, but it does. Yeah? So, all right, so the, the mental state arises, and this is exactly what Ramana, I f- humbly feel, he was attempting to say. Yeah, The first conception after the consciousness is that there's this existing, non-existing thing, a body. Yeah, So it's sort of like the glove and the hand. The hand is animating the glove, yes, but the emphasis is on the glove. So you think it's the glove that's making all the moves, yeah, but it's not. It, the hand is the animation, but when it goes into the glove, from the glove's point of view, it, the glove claims all the attributes of the hand. So the glove is doing everything, yes? Sort of, that's what it's like. So the glove. So consciousness, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. In time, a thought of something arises, a mental state, and the mental state claims the seeing, yeah? And then says the seeing 
obviously implies there's a seer. And then the seer is attributed to the body. Yes? And now, that which came after leapfrogs before the consciousness. So now, you think you're conscious. You think you're seeing. In other words, you're, you believe you're the source or the cause of the seeing in a weird way. Yeah? Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. All of the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching all day is used to reinforce the idea that you're the seer, the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher, the thinker, the doer, the, you know, all that. Yeah? So it takes what's happening to imply or suggest incessantly, yeah, till it's habitual, to suggest that all that's happening implies there's someone, yeah, that either is doing it or is being done to by it, yes? So it doesn't arise of its own, it's sort of made up. So it takes what's happening to imply something that isn't necessarily so, that life is happening to you. And you can tell the difference, hey, on. You can tell the difference, like if, if you remember when you were a kid, at least sometime in a day of being a kid, you had a feeling life's happening, yeah? Life was just happening, yeah? And then slowly, as you got a little older, life was seen as it's happening to me. Life's happening to me. And then there was a certain tunnel vision started to occur that everything was seen as how it pertained to you as this. Not to consciousness, not to consciousness at all, not, not to what you want to call spirit, but to you as this mental body thing. Yeah? So now you become the alpha and the omega, and it's really not your position doesn't have nothing to do with right or wrong. It's just not your position. Yeah? And so being not your position, there's got to be a lot of tailoring to make it your position. There's a lot of reinforcement all day, you know, coming from the language in one's head, yes, and the thoughts seem to be unbidden, yes. Most thoughts are unbidden. You don't think of, you know, how... <laughs> you don't... <laughs> you don't know, you know, you don't see them coming from London, you know, coming in London right now. They seem to just pop up in awareness, yeah? And then they, they distribute meaning, yeah? That's where there's a lot of meaning given, yeah? It's in the narrative, the thought system. And you believe these things are coming from an outside real world, but really, that's not what's happening either. You are giving everything all the meaning it has, yeah, and we're not seeing the supply line. <laughs> we think all those desserts at Whole Foods are made at Whole Foods. They're not. They're made at some bakery. They're driven over to Whole Foods. Yeah, they're not from a little town. They're over every Whole Food in every state in America. Yeah, but you, oh, home, you know, homey apple pie. It's not homey apple pie. <laughs> Produce tons of them, you know. <laughs> but it's a nice narrative. They have a picture of Vermont or something. And people, you know, drinking maple syrup. Oh yes, very rural. But it isn't. Yeah. So, so it's a big story, really. And you're taking yourself to be the product, which is the crazy thing. All the while, the producing goes on. You seem to, not meaning you personally, all of us, all the yous in generally, we are looking from being the product. We're not looking at the product being made. 
yeah, the product of a you being made, we're starting at you. <laughs> so we're like the finished product of the conveyor belt, <laughs> which is incredible. So there's a conveyor belt. This is why I use the terminology selfing, yeah. I don't really like the word self because it sounds like it's a thing, you know, a noun. It's like a real thing. But selfing is a verb and that captures it more to me, more closer to the, to the actual event. So selfing is an activity. So the mental state is always in the activity. And the mental state, I mean the attention and interest that seems to be wedded to the memories, the thought system, and the perceptual interpretation, yes? It's sort of like a TV show we're glued to while all these other things attract us, but basically we're watching K-Paul mostly all day, or K, whoever, whatever your name is, K-Mark. It's the same channel. It's like a franchise, but because it's, it's your, it's, it has your name, it's very interesting to you. <laughs> and then Stanley is having the same station, just with different nouns, you know. So he's having trouble with Marie, well, Paul's having trouble with, uh, with Mary, you know, and so, and because of the name changes, you think it's all different. <laughs> it's not really different much, yeah. <laughs> all right, so this is helpful to me, because, you know, I would go to talk, sometimes they would inspire me, and, I, you know, sometimes there was really good energy, but I didn't come out of it with an understanding, you know, and I, it would have been helpful to have an understanding. I, I find them valuable. Like when I understood I was fucked in recovery, it was incredibly helpful, unbelievable. Opened up a whole new vista. So I'm a, I like understanding. I like to learn something when I'm at a meeting, yeah? So that it can be applied when I leave the meeting. So that the meeting is just as, it's not just entertainment value, though you hopefully you'll get some here. But you'll leave with something and maybe you'll be able to hold what's there in a different way, yes? Yeah, and maybe it will inform you of some things, and then those information may lead you to something, and maybe, in a sense, you'll start traveling lighter, which you may become aware of in a few months, and maybe the traveling lighter will stabilize. So maybe it won't look like what you would think would be a massive upgrade of spiritual fucking enlightenment, but you'll be traveling lighter on a stabilized manner. And really, what more do you want, really? You know, a one little degree of upgrade would make a huge difference in your Saturday or Sunday. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit traveling lighter every day and every minute of every day goes, it's incredibly valuable. It's incredibly valuable. It's like when they first had the computers, some guys did a really good robbery. They just stole like a quarter of a penny out of all these transactions. But there were trillions of transactions. And over the years, they got a lot of fucking money it, because no one noticed it. It was such a small amount. Well, you'll notice it after a while. You'll, you'll notice that you're traveling later. And you'll, because you'll notice it after the fact, you won't, it'll be very difficult to claim you being the cause of the traveling lighter, yes? Mm -hmm. You can see you're the expression of it, and then actually you will, will find your, really, your real role here is more of an expression role, yeah? Than a cause, yeah, really. We're, we're, there are things in us that are causing our expressions now. The old conditioning, the old program, we're really an expression. And so 
if, if let's say a great artist is using this expressive brush, you'll know the tree by its fruit. You'll see the artwork. You'll see choreography in your life, like meeting at the airport. You'll see these things, and it will imply the great artistry of what's going on. And it won't be, quote unquote, you. That will be clear, which is the basis of humility, really. Yeah? The basis of humility is that there's no possible way you can <laughs> buy the story that you caused this, or you're maintaining it, or you've achieved it. It just makes absolutely no sense. So you're just the end of a line and at, uh, at the point of expression. And so what's going to be expressed is very, has very little to do with this. It has to do with mind, yeah? And if mind is in that, that identification as what it's not, you're going to get the same old, same old, yeah? You're going to live life based on time, incredibly, because the influence of self is incredibly time-based, yeah? And all these things that may not fit you well, you'll try to fit into them, yeah? Because you won't have any idea there's other possibilities, really. Because this system will choke the possibilities in one's life, will choke it. And how does it choke it? It says, I will be okay, instead of knowing you're inherently okay now. I will be okay. Hope burns eternal. I will be okay. And I was once okay. Yes? But what are you now? What the fucking condition are you in now? Yes? It doesn't care about that. It wants its hope. It's totally based in time. And one of the first things we used to speak about a lot was what's not happening. And the, the people that got that the easiest were kids. My girlfriend at the time had some kids. And the kids used to come to the talks. And then my girlfriend would start telling the kids something. And they'd go, hey, mom, that's not happening. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and they were correct in a way. So what's not happening you know, was just a way of a trying to help people in a sense, especially in recovery. That most of our troubles today aren't based on today, really. You know, they're about last week and next week. Yeah? And that just looking at the thought system, just in like a, a cursory look in 13 seconds, you can see that its value is, is in yesterday and tomorrow because it's using now to think of yesterday and tomorrow. I mean, you don't need 800 pages of fucking you know, commentary. Just observe it. Observe what the head is occupied with. Yeah, it's definitely not now. It's occupied with yesterday and tomorrow. Do you want to sign up for that subscription? Really, do you want to live always in a way withholding or yourself from now with the idea that you'll really embrace something better later? That's slavery, I'm telling you. Slavery, literally. It's slavery, you know what I mean? Don't jump in, don't jump in, don't jump in. The water will be warmer five years from now. No, you know, this is what it does. And because we have so much faith in that insane propaganda, we fucking believe it, yeah? And then you end up being alone and right. Fuck. So, so to go back to this presupposing, so... How I say it is that which comes after, which is the idea of you as the doer, the thinker, the feeler, attributed to the body, yeah? That which comes after 
is implied to be before. So now that which comes after consciousness now is stating the, the, the idea that it's the one who's conscious. Yes, it's insane. And suddenly there's a switcheroo, and now you start with, let's say, monopoly with Baltic place, like square eight, as the beginning square. And then the beginning square is made, put way, I'll arrive there maybe. <laughs> so your, your inherent condition is made into some fucking exotic goal that you can only arrive at maybe in a different continent, like India, Tibet, now South America because of the shaman shit going on with the ayahuasca. So it's always moving around the game board, but they've moved the square zero, whereas, whereas that's where we are to make in some mythical, magical fucking place. And Baltic place becomes the new starting point. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to get the boardwalk or whatever. And so, of course, the engine of seeking starts early, right? I mean, six years old or something. I don't know when it, the discomfort got so much of that constantly looking in and not really finding anything and feeling very uncomfortable. You know, I think there's a Peter and a Steve, but I don't think there's a Paul. I don't see anyone in there when I go in. So you're uncomfortable. And so, of course, you start seeking, obviously. First, you seek relief or escape reading science fiction, Edgar Allan Poe, then you move on to something else, then they have, you know, formalized ways of escape, you know, sports and shit like that. And then, of course, you're lost in the barren years of teenagehood when acne looks like Mount Vesuvius on her nose, you know, looking at your nose with one eye, wow, I can't go to school. Everyone will notice, you know, it gets incredibly obsessive. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unfreaking believable, uncomfortable. And so you're basically in a mode of looking outside to try to get something, whatever it may be. Yeah. And because it, nothing that we get seems to stabilize, we become like a mode of seeking. Yeah. And so the seeking may change venues, like spiritual seeking may be more noble in some circles, maybe seem more. Uh, yeah, that's a good thing you do, and then maybe society will say, that's bad when you're seeking in drugs and shit, or whatever it is, but there's going to be seeking. There's a lot of different paths, but the, the engine's the same, yeah? The engine of seeking. And so we're always trying to get out of, seemingly, the system we're in, which would make sense, but the system has us enclosed because like we've ended up knowing in recovery, after years of people attempting to do it, self, that which you're not, can't get out of itself. Yeah? Self can't escape self because it's, it's the, the, the system is based on identification. So you're identified as a system when you want to get out of the system. So the system travels with you. Yeah? When you go to Tibet and stay in that cave, there's you. Yeah? When you go to Newark, New Jersey, there's you. When you go here, there's you. Yes? So we're failing miserably to get what we want, which is relief, because the whole direction is skewered. So the system, do you think it's... There was a great, I don't know, I'm going to... There was, a, there was these movies, The Matrix, right? There was three of them. And I think this third one, Neo, now is established as you know, the savior. 
And he looks pretty cool, you know, long, like leather jacket, you know, with Ray-Bans and looking very dashing. And he walks into this room and he's going to meet an aspect of the, you know, the programming, you know, the, uh, the computer, whatever. So he goes in and there's little, like, TVs of him in different action modes, you know with the leather jacket running. And then he meets the, the mainframe, and it's appearing as a guy called the architect. And so, and the architect says, oh, Neo, yes, it's nice to meet you. And then, of course, Neo's thinking he's the one, he's the chosen one. He says, oh, yes, you're the seventh savior in the programming. There was an aberration at the first moment. We morphed into it. And so you could see, more, you could see Neo go, what, I'm not fucking special? No, you're not. And you're all included in the system. No one's going anywhere. <laughs> no one's going to be saved. There's tons of saviors. No one gets saved. The system totally is, there's no five alarm fire. Neo, Neo, you know, it's all part and parcel of it. So the self is quite assured that you're going to never escape it as it. <laughs> yes, you're never going to get out of the system as the system. Yeah. The, the system's parameters is wherever you are. <laughs> wherever you go, that's the, the size of the system. <laughs> if you go to Mars, it's going to be on Mars. <laughs> it travels. It travels well. <laughs> and this is the fundamental thing. Yeah, he's saying, if, if this is case, if you're identified as what you're not, this is Ramana, I'm paraphrasing that part of the presupposing, but he says, being identified as what you're not, your spiritual practices themselves, your spiritual practices themselves are reinforcing what you're not. How can they destroy it? Yeah. In other words, the water that you're using is truly gas. You keep putting it on the fire with the hopes it's going to put the fire out, but it just makes it a raging fire. Yes? You're under assumption it's water, but the results aren't as if it's water. But the system is so jealous and so protecting of itself, it may take you quite a while to realize it's gas. Yeah? You'll just keep putting water, a.k.a. gas, on the fire and wondering and then probably blame yourself for somehow being the fucking fire enhancer. Yes? And the system is incredibly stubborn. And if you're practicing stuff, that stuff may never lead you to this idea. All the shit I did didn't. I had to hear it from outside of what I called my spiritual circles, really. I had to fall upon it, this novel idea that was framed as non-duality. And then I went to a very not well-attended uh, meeting, and uh, I heard something, but it was more about the feeling. And then I went to a few more of different people, and one of them, it, it hit me like an unspoken yes. And from that point on, the mind was free to entertain this great, incredible novel idea. And what happened is, entertaining the novel idea, it didn't show me what I am, it showed me what I'm not. 
all the information I learned was about what I'm not. Every upgrade that when it downloaded, it wasn't like, oh, empty. No, it was about, this is why it didn't seem to be available. Bump, 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 bump. Yeah? And then when it was presented, there was an intimate acknowledgement in me. I knew it. The one time it hit me, there's a very important statement in recovery. It says, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self. And when I'm, some people get confused because in, in like Ramana, self means everything. I'm using the terminology of self as the old Zen and recovery. Self being the sense of being the doer, the owner, the haver, the thinker, the feeler. Yes? And it's not the body. The body is used to, to give life to those attributions. But it's the, it's the mental. Yeah? It's the mental feeling of when a thought is noticed that you're, it has something to do with you or you're the thinker of it. Yeah? When a feeling passes through the system that it definitely means you're the feeler. When an action, which is the most concrete one, when an action is done, you're definitely the actor of it. It did not come from anyone else. Yes? So I did it. Yes? And look at the court system. You're not going to be able to kill someone, say, oh, there was no someone I killed, and I'm not, a, you're going to jail, you know, there's fucking, non-duality is not a precedent in law <laughs> at the moment, yeah? You're going to get punished for what happened through you, yeah? Even though you've been taken over by alcoholism or addiction, you're going to jail for 30 years, really. I know people in San Quentin, a jail near where I live, who killed somebody in a blackout, so they can't even remember the night that has set the course of the rest of their life. They're in jail forever, and they don't even know what happened the night that set this situation up. It's amazing, really. Yeah? So this, this, the system itself, because we're identified as it, and someone who's identified doesn't know they're identified. Either something has to download, or they gotta hear about it, or some fucking trauma occurs. Yeah, like they get in a car accident or shit like that, where the system gets so shook up, they see something, yeah? But it's usually not, it's not readily available. You can't go to down the street and, you know, get the, hey, bro, you're in the act of being identified as what you're not. You're not going to get that, you know, at the cafe. Where, hey, by the way, before I give you your latte, there is no you. you know? No, you know, everyone's just assuming it's, this is the case and we live as if it is and we're in Rome and we do as the Romans do, but that doesn't make you a Roman citizen. Yes? You're on a visa, so to speak, 80-year visa, 90-year visa, even. And when it's when it runs out, it'll be like it never happened, just like at night when you sleep. Really, do you think you're going to actually go from here with memories of you as a body? No. And that that thing that talks that may say it has wings doesn't have wings. It ends when it descends. The voice will just shut off and never be heard from again. Yeah, yeah. It's a narration. Yes, like a talk, like a like an unturned off GPS in your car that goes on in a psychological roadmap and just yaps about you all day. When the car shuts down, it shuts down. Yeah, it's not flying off 
and sitting on a perch of infinite, in your you know destiny and what you know critiquing you from there. You know, no, it's it's a voice from here, from the vocal cords of the body. When the body ends, yeah, it ends. All right, so the priests suppose you are a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing. So how does this? keep getting pointed at, like the old saying in Zen, you know, a finger pointing at the moon. Well, the finger in this case, pointing at this little mental moon, yes, is the claiming of all the activities that go on. Thinking, feeling, seeing, tasting, touching, doing, yes, all the activities of what we call life. The mental state claims them, almost as if there's a herd of donkeys going by, like thousands of donkeys all day, and the mental state does something with their tail, so each tail points in a certain way every time it passes by, and you're like the donkey's ass, right? And so it's pointing that this means that, yeah? So a thought means thinker, yeah? Same with every thought. It isn't like just certain thoughts. So every thought means a thinker. It's just not left as a thought. It's does, it does something. It goes, thought, thinker. Feeling, how many feelings and sensations do you have? Most of them will go unnoticed because there's so many. But the ones that are picked in the herd, yes, uh, feel it, yeah? Feeling, oh, definitely, I'm a feeler, yeah? Who else could it be? Yeah. We can't see that a verb can stand alone. We just don't see it. The logic up here is if I didn't do it and you didn't do it, God must have done it. Somehow we got to imagine a cause because we can't believe verb could just happen. We can't believe there's just the happening. There's got to be something that caused the happening. Yeah. And there's someone who's causing these happenings. Yeah. But it's the logic. The system can't get it. Yeah. It can't get that everything is verbing. Because it, it's not a system of objective observation. It's an interpretive narrative. Yeah? It has a bias before all the information is sifted through. The bias is all the information gets interpreted to the body. So everything becomes about you as a body. Yeah? It's not objective. It's not seeing things as they are. Yeah? After seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, there's objectiveness, yeah? In the consciousness, because you, you were seeing on your worst day just as you were seeing on your best day, yeah? So the consciousness doesn't have a bias. It's not like, ooh, I don't want to see this, or, yeah? Wherever the, the fucking camera's pointed, you're going to have an event, yes? doesn't so. I wish I could have not seen what happened when I was on my worst day, but not. Nah, you don't have the volition, yes? Yeah. So the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching is verb, yeah? Isn't it? Really? And we're seemingly, we're involved with that verb, and there doesn't seem to be any effort or thought on our part. I'm not doing seeing, am I? I'm not, you know, today, later on at four, I'll be breaking out with sweat because I've been seeing all day so much, you know? I'm good in the morning, but by six, I'm, it's like a fucking huge effort, you know? And I'm afraid I'm going to run out of the seeing. You know, Jesus, it's a limited quantity. No, it's not like a cable subscription. I didn't pay my bill. 
uh, the seeing and the hearing shuts down. Yeah, there's an ample amount of seeing. Almost, I would say, infinite. Yeah. <laughs> so there's seeing, hearing, feeling. Is it not? I mean, please. Just yeah. go right to yeah, go right to your own experience. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Thinking, yeah. Thinking and then Huh? Thinking is exhausting. Is it what? Thinking. Thinking yes. is exhausting. Is it what? It's exhausting. Oh, exhausting. <laughs> oh, yes. The, but it isn't the thinking that exha- is exhausting. It's the paying attention to the thinking. Yeah. And the reason why we pay attention to thinking is it's construed as my thinking. I wouldn't have paid attention to Stanley's thinking. I wouldn't. Yeah? Stanley's thoughts, if I had thoughts going on, and they underneath, they say, beware, they're Stanley's. <laughs> I probably would have an immunity to the effects those thoughts could sort of conjure up. But the same thoughts, with them being mine, seem to have an unfound power that can ruin my day. Yeah. Yes? I mean, you got to, it's like, a, just a, check it out. There's an alarm box behind you on the wall called Stanley. Oh, is it? (laughs) If it was, and in Stanley's head, it would be going on every second. (laughs) The thought system, ring the bell, ring the bell. It's terrible. You know, so really, do you see, is that true or false to you? A thought has a different meaning when it's held as mine. And a thought, and if it's about me, there's a lot more attention to it. Yeah. So in a weird way, you and I are seen as the object sometimes. The thought are about you as an object, and sometimes as the subject. I think I'm thinking of you. Yeah. So that would be a subjective event. And sometimes the thought system turns on this and starts thinking of it as an object. Yes? Yes? So what would that be, subject-object? We're just trying to do a simple and anatomical diagnosis. Yeah? If you want to know non-duality, it's based on not two, yes? So duality is two-ness. And then if you take duality back, it would go back to dualism, which is subject-objectness in us, yeah? That's, the, that's why we see things in a binary way, is because we're made up. The action, the programming is a binary system, yeah? Subject-object, it switches back and forth all day. So like we were choking about it the other day, you know, you're at home and you're not feeling that great. So as the subject, you sign up for a three-week retreat and you're really excited because you're thinking you're going to transcend or whatever, go somewhere. And then when you go to the retreat, the objectiveness arises and you're fucking sitting on a pillow for 13 hours and you're fucking flipping out. Your cheek is the dominant, it's the center of the universe, your left cheek. How can I get this cheek up so it doesn't fucking bother me? So we're in, a, we're in this constantly fit moving thing of subject-object, yes? So we make a lot of, seemingly a lot of decisions are based on subject, like coming to Ireland, and then the object sits on a plane for 11 hours, and it's not fucking happy. <laughs> and it can't seem, it's sleeping three hours and just that. So the object, from that view, you're going, why the fuck did I come here for? And the subject, it sounded great. Oh, I love to share the message with people. <laughs> My cheek doesn't want the message shared. It doesn't. It could care less about fucking the message. It wants comfort. It wants 
that be absent because there's a lot of things that are bothering it, and it would much rather just have a nice couch it could lay on and maybe binge watch some Netflix thing. Yeah, really, literally. It doesn't want to become a saint or anything like that. It really doesn't. You know, I mean, Ramana had it right. He lived his whole life in diapers. That would be a goal I would shoot for in a, like a temperate climb. I would love just fucking wearing board shorts for the rest of my life. It'd be great. Yeah, a couple of different t-shirts occasionally. Yeah, it'd be nice, nice and cool. But so this idea of subject object is. Hmm? Why don't you? <laughs> I have some uh, responsibilities. <laughs> so, so this subject-objectness is really what's being negated by, or at least suggested by the statement non-duality. Yes? Non means not, and duality means two. Yes? So I know maybe other people have different meanings, but that's the basic core meaning, not two. Yeah? It's not oneness. It isn't oneness. It's not like singularity. It's not two. Because we don't need to look for singularity. In a sense, what that singularity symbolizes, we are. Yeah? What we do, what we need to do is see what we're not. Not two. Yeah? We don't need to entertain conceptually what we are, oneness and emptiness, it, that doesn't mean much. It's just ideas from in the two, yeah? We want to question the two, that's all. We want to see if I am what is being thought about as me. And maybe if I'm not that, maybe just if I'm not that, some of the statements in spirituality as the seeker is the sort will ring true, yes? What's looking is what you're looking for will ring true. You'll have an intimate sense of it, yeah? St. Francis, what's looking, not who's looking, what's looking, is what you're looking for. If that's the case, your looking for would severely diminish, yes? If really, you could really sense that what's looking is what you're looking for, what it does is it stops the looking for, obviously, yeah? Confusion about what's looking, usually seen as who's looking, has a lot of damn good reasons to be looking for a lot of shit. But when it comes to what's looking, yeah, if that's acknowledged, the looking for, especially what's looking, will fucking severely, severely come to a halt. Because you will realize the futility of using what you are to find what you are. You'll just, it'll just hit you, yeah? I mean, it's like you can pull your spiritual pants up as much as you want. One of the, they're going to keep falling down, and the best thing is just let them hang loose, you know? Because uh, the futility of the system has been proven. You, it's hit you, yeah? To me, the first awakening is a rude awakening, really. It's a rude awakening that the way you're going about things is off. You're missing the target completely. Now, then you realize that which is interested in it isn't really interested in it. That what's interested in it is, in is keep shooting at the target. Because if you're missing it, shooting it will continue on and on and on and on and on. It has no intention of finding what it's looking for because it knows it's what's looking. Yeah. It's trying to ignore that as much as possible, 
by saying it's outside and looking for it here and there, here and there. Yeah. So in a sense, you come to one of the rude awakenings, you don't really want to be free. You want to want to be free as what you're not. What you're not doesn't want to be because that would take no time at all. It wants to become because that could take fucking centuries. Yeah. And of course, then the emphasis would be on it every step of the becoming. Yeah. And with this, it's beautiful because it's never going to arrive. Yeah. Because the being is already so. So any trying to become it is a false trip. Yes. You're constantly trying to become. And in a way, it's a denial of what you are. You're in your mental little dream world. You're, you're affirming it by all the effort. But in fact, all that effort is moving you in a way away from it. So we don't realize that the affirming this as a goal is denying its availability. Yeah? They work hand in hand. By affirming it as a worthy goal to dedicate my life to, at the same time is being used to deny that you are what you're looking for. Yeah. So this, I feel, when this message lands, it doesn't ever produce a call to arms. It calls a disarming. Yeah. Because you really, in, even in, as the system, or really seeing it, you see the futility of it. It's just not going to get it. It's just not going, you're not going to be there to get it. Yeah. As St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting that you're reborn. Yeah. You're not reborn in self-remembering. The, 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 the requirement to the reborning is self-forgetting. <laughs> now, if self is trying to self-forget, that's self-remembering. Yes? You see? So it takes these beautiful statements and adds toxicity to it. Because now you're trying to self-forget as self, <laughs> which is just more remembering self. You see? It's like a Chinese thumb little torture. Yeah? Any movement locks it, yeah? And this thing cannot not move. It's based on agitation. If it stops, it's obvious, yeah, that something continues. So it has to constantly keep moving to cloud the vision of what's always there. It wants to keep pasting the idea that it's always there by remembering it was there and I will be there, therefore I'm always here, yeah? Because it doesn't want that always here to become obvious. It wants to keep it disguised so that it can see, that it can have its story of always being Paul, yes? We talked about it last night. Uh, there's a thing in, um, this, is all, this is just an idea I have, but a lot of people who have trouble with alcohol, they have things called blackouts, where they lose, you know, they, there's something happens where the system collapses, and maybe 14 hours later, then you come back, Paul seems to appear again, and yet, what was representing you in those 14 hours? You weren't just like this, you know, in the corner at the bar. You were fucking buying tickets, meeting girls, fucking buying, drinking, doing everything. There was even your most intimate partner didn't see, oh, there's an absence of Paul, no. So basically what I feel is the selfing, yeah, got overwhelmed, and then selfing number two got brought up. 
just slipped right into the position, Paul. And when it slips in, it has a historical feeling of being Paul. And, then, and actually, in my case, that secondary Paul did a better job than the first Paul. I didn't get arrested in blackouts, which I got arrested quite a lot when Paul was around. So I would have liked the secondary Paul to become the dominant Paul if I had a choice, but that would be coming from another Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say this thing is, ma- is manufactured. If the brain gets overwhelmed, maybe the manufacturing of it gets shut down, but another one pops up, yeah? And then it presents you, and you're buying tickets and signing checks, and, and that Paul doesn't have any idea there was ever an, another Paul. Just like when the old Paul arises, it has to forget that there was the other Paul, yes? Because the idea of being the singular, long-lasting, independent entity is its primary fucking storyline. It cannot brook another Paul. Yes? This is made up. It's manufactured. And maybe it's going great for you, so fucking enjoy the ride. It may not last, yeah? But for many of us, there's a dis-ease and a discomfort that seems to grow with it. And the more it seems to be dominant, the more of its manifestations seem to be dominant, dominant. And a lot of them aren't that hospitable to the person or to this event. They're not. They end you up in very bad, dire consequences. You're flipped, totally flipped out. Yeah, you're worried constantly about something that probably will never happen. You're constantly trying to manage the unmanageability of fucking life. It's just a fucking, we're, not, we're outmatched, basically, for most of us. So we've ended up looking for things in our lives and we've ended up here today with the hopes that maybe we're very, you, we're, we're just totally ready. You're totally, you've got all the information necessary. You don't need any more. Just catch, catch the thief and realize it portrays itself also as the policeman. <laughs> see what, see all of that which you're not arrives. Yeah? And maybe, just maybe, one of the times you'll see it you'll feel it from the scene, yeah? You'll finally be in the monopoly board of your life. Square, square zero will be in place, just maybe for five minutes, yeah? But you'll see all the masquerading squares now because you know square zero. You have a deep sense of it and it's got an echo that can't be lost because it's fucking real. Yeah, And after a while, all your mythical squares that you think are going to produce the effects of square zero will just be seen as squares appearing in square zero. You and I never went anywhere, we're never going anywhere, and we especially never left anywhere. We've never left what we are, never left what we are. Even though the head has convinced us we could leave the moment, yeah, we haven't left the moment, it's impossible. And if you buy that you can leave the moment, it can buy that you've left you. It can, you will buy that you left God. You'll buy that you're the source of separation. You can buy a lot of fucking insane ideas. Yes? But let's count, let's just get to the fact. What you are has not been changed by all the movement of who you think you are. Not one blemish has been left on what you are. It's like a, not like a sky, yeah, a sky in Dublin. Yeah, let's say. Mm. And there's tons of clouds sometimes, yeah. 
<clears throat> Yet all those clouds don't affect the sky whatsoever, do they? What sky? Have you seen a cloud park in the sky for eight days? No, you know, that cloud's been here all week. No, it's just it's constantly moving. There's planes flying through the sky all day. They don't call up the tower, said they ran into a big chunk of sky, do they? When it rains, does the sky get wet? No, you get wet. Yeah, you can have Fourth of July explosions every day. It doesn't rip the sky open. That's what mind is like, big mind, yeah? It's sky-like. It allows everything to appear in it, yet it's not affected by any of the appearances. Yeah? There's, the cl- there's been zillions of clouds in the sky. Never did all those, that amount of clouds make it a cloud. Yeah? There's been a sufficient amount of clouds. Now it's hit cloud. The sky has turned into a cloud. It doesn't matter how much you think, how much you historically believe that you're something. It doesn't erase the fact of what you are. That should produce a great ease and comfort right now. You're not the power you think you are. As what you're not, you cannot obscure what you are from what you are. It's made up. It's like that thing we went on with my friend with the Wizard of Oz. You look behind the curtain, there's no wizard. Yes. It's made up. Why not start acting like it a little bit? Yeah. You can be weaned off of yesterday and tomorrow. You'll still plan. You'll still have ideas. You'll still like make, you know, arrangements and fuck like that. Planning does not, you know, <laughs> planning happens now. Yeah, everything happens here and now. You don't. Oh, I, that means I can't plan anymore. No, fuck you. Plan away. It's never been you planning anyway. Plan away. But have a sense that this is what's happening, at least. Yeah, can't we have that touchstone? The one quality that, that is so uniquely valuable, let's emphasize it a little bit. Yeah, the presence, yeah. The, be, the sense of being on right now is the only reliability that's truly offered here, yeah? That onness. And you'll be weaned off of yesterday and tomorrow. You'll take care of business, but, you, the, but yesterday and tomorrow won't dominate your day. You'll be available for, to what's happening now without fucking doing any yogic gymnastics, just as a consequence of what you've entertained. Yes? You've seen what you're not, and therefore all the importance that what you're not gives everything gets shifted. And now you see blue is blue and red is red. And you're, I don't see this as any other day than today. You won't get chipped anymore. You'll be here constantly. You won't believe, oh, I, was, I wasn't here. Look at the surveillance tapes. You've been here. Yeah? I don't care what your thoughts say. They've never left the, they've never escaped the boundary of here and now. Never. Never. That mythical there that you think is going to be so much better than here, when you arrive there, it's here. The super mythical, great, oh, I'm working towards that there. When you arrive there, it's here. And you don't think it's going to be, be replaced with another there? That's the addictive quality. You'll come up with another there to deny and withhold from the here. And then you'll arrive at that other there, and it will be here again, and then you'll get up another there. And it'll go on and on and on and on and on, and you'll never be anywhere. 
You won't be here and you won't be there. You'll be in the mental world. Yeah. Can you imagine they used to have some Buddhism would point only to the moment of death. Yeah, that was their whole point to be sort of clear at the moment of death because that's a sort of transition. You know, it's like being at a, a bus station. You want to get on the right bus. You don't want to go to Omaha if you're shooting for LA. So you got to be awake when they start calling number 55, you know, make sure you get on the right bus, yeah? So they want to, you know, let's be conscious. Yeah, all right. But there's, a, there's the narrative in one's head. And if you really look at the narrative, it's, a, it's off a second, right? Conscious contact is the immediacy. And then the mental process takes a little bit of time to sort of narrate the past moment, right? So in a sense, listening to, it's a, a time lag. Listening to this, you're off. Yeah, you're off. Just a little bit, but a little bit every second adds to a lot. Yeah, you so see, you're off, okay? And you're relying on the head to tell you what happened. Isn't it, really? You're waiting, the head has to tell you, oh, you're having a good time or whatever. You have no idea what's going on. And it comes in. All right, so, and you have faith in that. You have faith in that. So you've been relying on it. All right, so we're marching to that last moment. You're in the gurney at the hospital. You're, they're moving you to the bus stop, the bus station. Yeah, you've been, you're doing your practices, mindfulness, whatever, and you're waiting. I guess this is the big moment. And then suddenly, right at the last second, the mind says, you really blew it, and your attention goes to that thought, and then you pass away. Fuck! You missed the whole thing. You missed the fucking bus. You missed the fucking bus. Once again. <laughs> but let's say your attention, at least a little of it, has not been sold for the fucking coin of this realm to be totally up the ass of the interpretation, is resting in consciousness. You're, you're more attracted to the verbing of life than the noun. So you're resting in seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, yes? That's a beautiful place, at least for a, a large amount of what you would call your attention and interest to be resting in now is going to enrich your day. When, now, where, here. It's going to enrich the quality of what you call living. With no offer, that, no fucking having to renew a subscription or buy up or get an upgrade. You're just, just that sense of enough attention and interest has been pulled off of this occupation with self for basically one and only one reason. It's not you. You've had a, a strong enough glimpse to question the you-ness of it. And when it's not about you, you lose interest in it. Just like if I'm sitting here, we're doing this talk, and there's another talk going on here, and I saw the woman that's leading that talk outside when I was coming up, and I was sort of keen on her, and my head's already saying I'm going to have kids with her and shit like that. I haven't even said hello to her. But so I'm listening, because of course to this, I'm more interested in what she says, so I'm trying to keenly hear her, and I'm supposed to do a talk, and people know it. Paul, come on, you come back into the room. And I say, all right, but I really want to hear. Then someone comes with a book and says, puts it on the table, and it says, how to lose interest in a conversation in another room. Yeah? And I say, I'll read it. You know, I agree with the principles, but I'm really interested in what this lady has to say. Suddenly she says something, I hear it. And she says, I like that guy, Matt. 
and my name's Paul, what happens? I lose interest in that conversation. It's not about me, right? Do I have to send like Navy SEAL 6 team to retrieve my attention? No, it comes immediately back because it's not about me. That's exactly what it's like. You lose interest in what's not you. And there's a gaining of interest. And it's not what's not you redistributing the interest. That's interest in what's not you. There's a redistribution of interest. Not by anyone. Yeah? And so a lot of it goes back to what is rest there. And you have enough fucking interest and attention to make it through a day. You don't have enough to make it through 80 years of fucking mental forecasting. But yeah, real, you know what I mean? Because in the mental state, it's, it's, caught, it's, it's forecasting tons of cataclysmic events. Nothing's happening. Yeah? So the interest and attention doesn't have much to do. It can rest. Yes, that's the sense of presence. And you have enough to deal with what happens, yeah? You'll never have, a, you'll never have enough to deal with what not happens. It doesn't happen. Because anything can happen and what's not happening. Anything. Yeah? And it will override your, your, your condition now on a fear of a, of a future condition. That's insane. That's insane. That's like preemptively being sick all day. You know? I know I'm going to be sick. Oh, <laughs> I'll be sick now. What the fuck? I, it's more familiar if it's happening now. I'm afraid it's going to happen later. So let's feel fucked now. What an insane deal with a fucking mental devil. So yes, let's have some questions. Will you get the little direction, please? I hope so. You've, we've heard this enough, yeah? You can't be... Just see if the shoe fits. Are you in the event of looking for what you are from what you're not? If that's the case, there's a possibility of seeing that. You can see what you're not looking for what it is from what you are. You can see it. And if you see it, there's a compassion that's there. And you don't waste time trying to correct it because you just see it. It can have its misdirection as long as you're not signed up for the trip, yeah? And now you're withholding your fucking agreement to its terms, and now you, what you call you, attention and interest, is resting in something that's always available at all times, right where you are. And that reliability percolates and will express here. You'll have a sense of being okay, even though the circumstances and the situations may not mirror it. Yes? You will actually have a sense of an ability of being able to outshine circumstances and situations instead of constantly being in fear of, of un, you know, made-up circumstances and situations projected into a future and a past. Yeah? You'll, you'll find they seem like newfound abilities, but they're just latent abilities that haven't been used. Yeah? And the reminder will be constant. Every moment of seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching will not be used to infer it's you, but will actually be used to show what you are, which is consciousness. Yes? Your, your activities will verify what you are instead of being claimed to verify what you're not. 
The onness of being conscious now will verify itself instead of being used to verify that you're a Paul. Yes? There'll be a clear, clear, clear communication. I'm a fucking verb. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. And if I had 30 more windows of experience, I'd be doing them. Not doing them, I'd be that. I'd be that which is seeing consciousness, see, feeling consciousness, hearing consciousness, tasting consciousness, smelling consciousness. I would be conscious if there was 80 different senses or a thousand different senses. I would be consciousness. Yes? And do you find that, that uh, there's a certain moment that um, you, you, you've seen this and, and, and well, you know, you can just go and be, there's something that you can just go and be you, like the blackout situation that you described. The you was still the second you to me, but it seemed to walk away, not a problem. So it, it, it seems as if that when you find out, you, you mentioned the consciousness. Well, you know, there seems to be so many names for this consciousness or whatever. But um, how, how do you just be you then uh, in the seeing, tasting, touching, smelling, etc.? How do you actually presently know yourself? Know your real, know that, that they're not tasting, know that, that you're only the verbing. I don't because I am the verbing, so I can only be that. I can know what I'm not, I can't know what I am. I'd have to be something else to know what I am. Yeah? Would you say you're not the verbing? No, I am the verbing. But I can't know that. I can only be it. But surely there is a being. Or there is there's a mental observation. The of the verbing. <coughs> yes, there's a seeing of the verbing. But let's just start with the verbing. Yes, there's awareness and there's awareness of consciousness. Yes, but let's just start with consciousness. If you sit on the if you sit on the porch, you'll probably get to the house. Let's just sit on the porch of consciousness and then go in or not. <laughs> let's just try to get down to the basic feeling that's readily available now for our own little observation. We can see what I'm saying. Yeah. We can look at the mental state and see what I'm saying. We can look at the sense of being on and see that or feel it or, you know, have a sense of it. Yeah, these are readily available. These are not arcane, esoteric ideas. They're, they're pragmatically available to notice. Yes? Yeah? And then when you notice it, you'll watch the head say, it's me that's noticing it. And hopefully with this message, you may say, well, who's that me? And when it says, it's me, me, then it asks, who's that me? And you'll realize after knocking on the door 800 times, no one answers, probably no one's home. And then now you've seen your original face in a sense, which is not a face. Yes? Yeah. But let's just go on the porch of consciousness. Yeah? We are on. Can you dispute that? We're on. Something's lighting the house. <laughs> so consciousness. But 
doesn't get upset with events. Obviously not. It's just the, it's the field of it. Yeah. Without the consciousness, there'd be no events, right? You wouldn't be conscious of anything. So getting upset about conspiracy theories and all that, that wouldn't... Our wrongs, people doing wrong, getting upset over that, it's of no use. Well, yeah, it's of use in some ways. I know different in Rome there is, yeah. See, a lot of times people want to negate the value of what's happening here with the action figures. That, to me, is a mistake. It's included, yeah? This has, you have to render unto Caesars. If you have, let's say, alcohols, well, let's say, if you have diabetes and you think you woke up and stuff, are you going to stop taking insulin? No, you're probably going to give the body insulin because the body fucking will probably die if it doesn't have insulin. Yes? You've got to be clear there's things going on. There's this little play, this little drama play, and it has, it has its taxes. Yeah? If you try to avoid them, let's say I've seen this with alcoholism and addiction, a lot of people don't want to go into a program that gives them a way of life. They want to get a different fix, so they take hallucinogens or they practice Buddhism. And many of them, I, I see them drunk, Buddhist drunks. Yeah? See, they don't see that the alcoholism is not of the spirit, it's of the brain and the body. Yes? And therefore, the solution is directed towards this. Yeah? You may call it a spiritual solution, but it's really a mental diminishing. Yeah? And then the spirit, which is always available at all times, becomes more obviously always available at all times. Yes? But it doesn't, it, you don't get more spirit, you get less, less mental. Yeah? Because mental state is like a, has overgrown its position. Yeah? If you look at people, you could see, you know, when a dog has mange and they put that cone on them? You could, if you watch people, today we were driving here and so many people were on their cell phone walking like across streets, fucking not looking, just like absorbed. It's like living in a satellite dish and just getting K-Paul all day. You know what I mean? Buying the same products that Taylor made for K-Paul, listening to the same things that are Taylor made to, to, to agree with Paul's biases. Yes, it's just like a freaking, you've got a, a, a cable subscription of one channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's really amazing if you see it. Really, you almost see it. Yeah. So this is like this. Take it's over. There's way too much attention and interest on it. Yes. Let some of it and see. This is the dilemma. You can't move the interest. You can't be interested in losing interest. That would be in being interested in you. Yes. These are the these are little traps that I feel the highest forms of satsang to me are warnings. They're trying to tell you, all right, now you may want to get out, and this is how the system is going to lock you in. Yeah? So just get ready for it. Because you're thinking you're escaping, but just entering another little fucking cage of it, little world. Yes? So, all right, maybe you get, so you, t you show four different locks, okay? So if you go, if you decide to go to a two-year class on obsession with self, that could be construed as obsession with self. So you want, you're trying to, yes? And then the simple thing in recovery where we have uh, quit playing God, it doesn't work, yeah? 
it's the most important statement in the book. Why does it say that? Well, if you look at one's head, and it's not a head, but let's just call it that, that thing's playing God, isn't it? When you wake up in the morning, it tells you how the day's gonna be, or you're fucked, whatever, and you know. It's just, it's, there's a lot of forecasting of what, you know, future conditions with a lot of assurance. You know, you never look at its success rate, you just fucking believe. So I would say that's playing God, yeah? The narrative in one's head, oh, I know what this person's like. You haven't even met the person, you know what I mean? I know what they're like. But, you know, it's constantly fucking going off. Playing God. So this is a perfect statement in non-duality, really. you got to quit playing God. But what happens if that which is playing God hears that? Yeah? Which I'm saying it does. And it's going to be claimed to be the one that's hearing it. It's not going to say you're hearing it from four different speakers. It's only me that's hearing it. I'm the representative of Paul, all right? So that which is playing God tries to quit playing God. That's playing God. Yeah? Where would it stop? It would go on ad infinitum. It can't get out of itself. See? Quit playing God would try, it would be getting out of itself, but when it quits playing, tries to quit playing God, that's playing God. That's exactly the conundrum we are in concerning non duality. Yeah? We're trying to get out of something as that something. Yeah? We can't see why it's not working. Yeah? So these subtle little statements are like spiritual shoes with the hopes that you would put your spiritual foot in there, and if the shoe fits, wear it, and then some downloads about the topic will occur. You'll see, Jesus, for me, it, would, it showed me, I've been trying to get out of me as me since I've been six years old. And... It wasn't because I wasn't good enough or didn't do enough. It's, just, it's impossible. I can't escape me as me. All right, far out. That clears up a lot of fucking shit. And, a lot, and, and also, it sort of disarmed me completely because all my endeavors were captured by that statement. Why, you know, let the pants fall down and just get, hey, let's get rearranged. Because obviously what I've been doing isn't working. I can't get out of me as me. All right, well, how do I get the relief I'm looking for then? Well, maybe realize you've never been in that which you want to get out of. Yes, what a novel fucking direction. So you're not giving me another plan, another way of escaping what I'm in. You're telling me, question, are you in? Yeah, well, this sounds fucking interesting because I've heard 800 fucking ways to get out. Ayahuasca, everything else. None of, I'm still here. So obviously, I don't really want to try and hear another way of getting out. I've had enough of that. Now this person's saying, hey, have you ever really questioned are you in? Or are you that which believes it's in? Let's say that. I'm not even going to talk about the validity of in. But are you that which thinks it's in? And maybe if you're not that, then all bets are off. So the best way to get out of an imaginary place is not trying to get out of an imaginary place. <laughs> How long will that take to, to uh, fucking master now? <laughs> what does it entail? Nothing. 
All right? I like the idea that I've been trying to get out of an imaginary place. That's why it hasn't worked. Yeah? I can't transcend something that isn't real. So, okay, I'm open to... Let's, um, let's hear some more information in this sort of vein. Because it's making a lot of sense to me. Much more than all the other fucking package deals I bought. So I'm going to sit and come to a couple of satsangs. I'm going to listen. Hey, wait a minute. All right. So non-duality isn't pointing to the one. It's just saying not to. So in a way, I'm being presented something I haven't run into, which is a path of negation in a way. It's negating common shit that I've taken to be true and putting it under a light of just attention and interest. It's not like you're grilling it like it's a murder suspect. You're just observing, hey, what comes first? Is Paul first and then consciousness is something Paul's doing or is his consciousness in my own observation as this observation post? Now, not like going to a cave and reading 1,200-year-old scriptures. I mean, just watching what's happening. Does it feel consciousness is first? Yeah? Does it feel the seeing is before the seer? I think so, yes. And so the seer comes after the seeing, and this consciousness is what's seeing, and let's say there's an awareness that is the context of all the consciousness. Why am I going this way when I could go that way? Yeah? Why am I going looking that way when maybe I go this way? Or maybe I don't even go this way. I just don't, I see I'm not that, and I, I find I am this way. Yeah? You know, I don't arrive at it. I've never left. Yeah? Or like in recovery, I don't stop drinking, I never start drinking. That's the relief, I don't start drinking, yeah? And, and this thing, this old yogic mantra of gone, gone, gone to the other shore, arriving at the shore upon having never left. That's exactly what it is. So cut out the gone, 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 and cut out traveling to another shore, and have your life based on having never left. Why not? You have it on, I'm not good enough, whatever it may be. You've had so many starting points on this fucking race. Does it ever freaking end? And do you ever cut across the finish line? And do you ever really win? How about on having never left? Man, that chills out the whole fucking day. So what's going to be my big disappointment today? The coffee shop may not be open. What the fuck? I can live with that. You know, I can take those disappointments like water off a duck's back. But are you telling me I'm never going to be happy, joyous, and free? It's probably going to produce some angst. But see, I don't buy it. It's like I'm going to do one more story because they remind me yesterday of Turkey. I was in Turkey, Istanbul, and uh, I was on a round-the-world trip. And we were walking, a bunch of us. I was by myself, but I met some other people at the hospital. At the, uh, guest house, wherever. And we were walking around, there's a blue mosque, and there's this uh, incredible place they thought was a mosque, and then they were trying to clean it, and it was an old Christian, Christian church. It's mind-boggling. And so some guy with a nice suit came up to us, said, hey, I'd be more than happy to show you around. 
Of course, I'm suspicious because I'm from New York, you know. What the fuck? This guy's into something. But he seemed nice, and he walks us around, and then he takes us to this building. He knocks on the door, and a guy sort of looking just like him with a similar suit, and he, it's almost like he passed us like a baton over to this other guy. We never saw him again, and we went into a rug emporium. They had sell rugs, yeah? And so when they come in, they go, what's your name? I say, Paul. He says, Mr. Paul, do you want apple juice or Turkish coffee? I go, I'll have apple juice. So they bring us in, and they, it's an incredible performance. They bring out these rugs, and they're throwing them, and they're catching the light, and they're throwing them on the floor, and then another guy comes in doing more rugs, and they have like 12, like, fucking tailored suit siblings, you know, running in there. And it went on and on, and they just keep re-upping your apple juice. And, uh, and so they go, Mr. Paul, what do you think? I said, I love your rugs. And they say, well, why do you buy one? I said, listen, I would love to, but I don't have a flaw. F-L-O-O-R, I wasn't living anywhere. <laughs> so no matter how good the invitation was, I didn't have a flaw for the rug. Why would I buy a fucking oriental rug? And it, then they go, well, we can fold it and put it in your knapsack. I say, I'm not going to go to Thailand with a fucking oriental rug. So no matter how incredible the advertising was, I wasn't a buyer because I was clear I didn't have a fucking house. <laughs> Need a rug. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I would have liked to have a house. I would like to have a floor, but I didn't. So that, that sense of Certainty caused an immunity to the fucking deal. Exactly. Exactly. It's an exact thing what I'm trying to talk about. Yes? If you're not that, you're not going to buy all the miscellaneous products that go along with that so much. And it's not meaning things out here. It means all the fucking mental tonnage of minutiae, observe it going over you all day. You'll lose interest in you, and you'll gain interest in living. So we'll take a break, yes? Yes, is that enough? Yeah. I gotta urinate anyway. You're right back. What? <laughs> you go for lunch or come back in a few minutes? What time is it? It's 12 o'clock. Well, Let's go eat now, eh? We'll come back. Is that all right? I can, I can go out. Let's take it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the way. I'm on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 